What's up, everyone? Another edition of the Three Things Podcast. Um, slowly working through um, people you know that I know in the industry. Uh, don't want to go too fast, but I'm super pumped to be joined by a very good friend of mine, a mentor of mine, someone who's really helped change the way that I coach personally uh, when I'm on the training floor. Um, Eric Mitchell. Eric Mitchell. I'm gonna, I'll say a little bit about him, then I'll ask Eric to kind of explain. Um, you know, what it is that he does and all the, the amazing things that he's doing. Um, Eric is a Parisi master trainer. So he's, I had the pleasure of working with him, coaching alongside him and still learning from him today uh, with the Parisi network. Um, and one thing that I really wanted to bring Eric on for is his unbelievable talent when it comes to um, coaching, telling stories around coaching and, and part, as part of the session and I mean, I've been to a couple conferences where Eric's presented and, and I was ready to basically flip chairs, run through walls and bang out sets of push-ups, and not even feel what my, you know, anything was going on because I was super jacked up. Um, so without further ado, Eric Mitchell, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, where you do it and why you do it. Well, first, Casey, I, I, I want to give thanks to you. It's really an honor to be on this podcast. Uh, I have such great uh, and deep respect for the work that you do and the way that you motivate and the way that you coach. So the, the learning goes both ways here, my friend. I learn a lot from you, and I've learned a lot from you over the years that we've been together training. Uh, so appreciate it's pretty it. exciting. I appreciate uh, a little, it. A, a little bit about me. So I've been in this industry since 1990. I uh, started out as a track and field coach. My background was a multiple sport athlete in college and just decided that I wanted to be a part of the sports world from a coaching perspective. Started coaching high school track, then went to personal training uh, outside of Philadelphia. Was exposed to the Nautilus principles of super slow to failure. I uh, had an incredible mentor of mine who taught me uh, the, the value of coaching uh, above just training. And started my own business in 1997. And then around 2005, Bill Parisi contacted me and asked me to be a part of the Parisi Network. And we were the third franchise to come on board. Uh, years later now, we're also a Training for Warriors affiliate. So I've been coaching WOW for 20, you know, 20, almost 28 years now. Um, my main purpose in the end has been, and it's funny how it evolved from simply training people to training athletes to focusing on professional athletes and thinking that was the way it should be. And then now it has become this overall arcing cultural coaching that I love to do. I want to motivate people to be better for themselves. And one of my mentors has always said that great coaching, the sign of great is getting excited about somebody else more than yourself. So, you know, Casey, it, to me, it's that I would say that in a nutshell, that's my background. It's culminated in this kind of this shift where it's become to get others to coach better. And that's my job now. That's awesome. That's awesome. And that's, you know, I remember um, back in, gosh, it was probably 2014 being at the Parisi Summit in Orlando and sitting yeah. in on your, on your presentation is called coaching great. And the first thing you had us do, we all sat down and you were, you were funny. You were like, guys, you can put your stuff down, but you know, you're not, you're not really going to even need the chair you're sitting in. And you took us over to the other side of the room where there was a bunch of space. And I, I mean, you told us a story and I, I don't actually, I honestly don't even remember the story, but it's funny because I remember how it made me feel and being 24, I think I was 24 at the time, I had never experienced anything like that in a coaching session. And I, I thought, you know, like most 24-year-olds, I thought I was hot shit and knew how to coach. And 
I, I think I realized in that moment that what I thought I knew and what I thought was right was just, it wasn't even, I mean, I was looking down at the iceberg. It wasn't even the tip of the iceberg. And it's funny because I, I'm, to kind of continue on my, my tangent here, I've called you a couple of times leaving the facilities um, after coaching sessions and me, being just like, man, that's, I just went full Eric Mitchell. And <laughs> it's, it always kind of comes back to, like you said, like getting excited for other people's success. And, and, you know, it kind of, that brings me to my first question. And it's kind of a cliche question, but I'm curious to see how you take it. Um, so this is the first of the three things. What is the difference between a coach and a trainer? Uh, that's, and that's a classic question. So I, I've always said, and, and again, you talk about cliches. I, I was taught very early on um, by my mentor, and I'm going to say his name. His name is Kevin Tolbert, and he was a strength coach with Michigan just recently for football. And Kevin said the difference between trainers and coaches. He said that trainers just count reps. He said, and coaches will impact an athlete's ability to succeed. And then what's really funny is, is that as I've advanced with, with Bill Parisi and Martin Rooney, that that was the thing that, you know, it became that, you know, trainers count reps, coaches change lives. And I really believe that, that every step of the way, that is the difference. Whenever I approach a, a session with coaches, and I have to tell you, Casey, my, my, the passion and the love I have for what we do is making sure that others who are younger and also contemporaries of mine are exposed to the fact that they are – coaching is the greatest element of – because of who you're mentoring for that you are teaching them life skills that come from all the things that are involved in the in the programming that we develop but when you coach and you turn them into an art form and you you make it about that kid and you make it about that adult and you make them feel so much more about themselves and feel so good about what they're about to do. Belief, that, that's the key word. Coaches instill belief in their athletes. And if you can do that, and by the way, it reflects right back on yourself. The more motivational you become for others, the more motivated you're going to become to yourself. So the difference between just being a trainer and, and a coach, man, coaching, you're literally impacting the future of their lives in the present tense. As a trainer, I, I think you limit yourself to that moment that that singular moment a coaching man I, Casey I don't even know how to describe the feeling I'm getting chills right now just talking about coaching and I've been doing this like I said for over 20 years I still get the same feeling when a kid calls me coach and by the way when you got adults calling you coach now it's remarkable how, how yeah. that how that just instills so much so so much uh, I would say confidence in your ability to impact their lives yeah, you know, I've never heard it described the way you just described it, where a trainer impacts that moment, but a coach impacts well beyond the moment is done. And I've never heard that, that you know, the difference between coach and trainer described that way. And I think that is so spot on when you think about coaching belief and everything you've just alluded to. That, that right there is the perfect summary for that first thing. Uh, Eric Mitchell, what does leadership mean to you? Wow. Well, uh, you know, look, leadership's a really, it's a unique function of the human existence and the human experience. So, and there are many different styles of leadership. There are many different styles uh, historically 
many different styles of what it means to lead. And, it's, and I'm going to just tell you this. I just went to see the movie 12 Strong on Friday. And to watch a young leader not only express his leadership skills to his, his men, but to literally take them out into the field and lead from the front with, with, with courage, with honor, with bravery. There's fear involved. There's, there's a great deal of fear involved when you're talking about leadership. It's how you overcome that fear and how you, how you manipulate that fear into strengths. Leadership to me is this. Leadership is the ability to get others to do the right thing at the right time. That's true leadership. Now, you can have, you can have really, really bad leadership as well. You can have leadership that where they'll push the individuals and they'll stay in the back and they won't motivate and they'll simply hide behind their titles. They'll hide behind their leadership. Leadership really is the ability to get others to do what's right in the right circumstances. So whenever we're coaching, you're, you, you look at it like this. You're motivating youth, the youth of our country. You're motivating them in, in the stressful circumstances that they've got now. Far, I got to take Casey. Far more stressful than the circumstances I grew up in uh, from a lot of perspectives. Get them to make the right decisions at the right time. And that's why, again, when you go back to your first thing, that why coaches are so important is because it, it's another conduit for these kids to gain confidence. It's another conduit for them to form leaders, to, form, to be leaders. That's another avenue of leadership. Great leaders build other leaders. So leadership to me is just that is getting others to do what's right when they're supposed to do it. Yeah. Wow. Uh, what steps can a coach take to be a better leader? I'm a young coach or really just any yeah. coach in the industry. What steps can they take to become a better leader? Well, I think that the, the first step is, is looking at themselves, uh, really, really diving deep into their why. Why are they coaching? Understand what they're coaching about. Understand how their own biases, their own experiences will affect them as coaches. And then from that, develop their mission statement. And once they develop that mission statement and understand, it gives them a better understanding of what their purpose is with coaching. Now, also piggybacking on that is never stop learning. The, the moment you stop educating yourself at all levels is the moment you can't grow, number one, as a coach, but you're just not going to grow as a person as well. And I'll give an example, like Casey, just watching you and seeing you develop and grow and watch what you do based on the fact that you are, it's nonstop, this, this nonstop gobbling up of knowledge and then building, putting that knowledge base onto your, onto your repertoire and how you do it. Look, here's the bottom line in coaching. No, nobody's inventing anything new, but what we're doing is we're interpreting things and then as a coach, using those past experiences, using the present experiences, using the education that you've had to mold and form something better from that wheel. I mean, the wheel is already invented. It's now how you use it and how you explain it and how you start to integrate that into the, into the things that you want to do. And I keep saying this, you'll hear me say this a lot, culturally, integrating it culturally into what you're trying to accomplish with kids, with adults, whoever it is you're working with. To me, that's, that's how the steps you take to being a better coach. Oh, and by the way, if you're a parent, on top of that, makes you a better parent. I see I'm a better father as a result of the fact that I'm continuously educating myself as a coach. 
Yeah, I think that's a great answer. And anyone who is listening to this, I really hope you push the pause button in about 10 seconds here once I finish my statement. Push the pause button, get a piece of paper out and a pen, and write your mission statement. Write your mission statement. It does not need to be perfect, but write down what gets you up out of bed every morning, why you're in this field, um, whether you're a fitness professional, a rehab professional, a doctor, a surgeon, whether you are a financial accountant, I don't know what your profession is, but write what your mission is. And man, your purpose is outlined. And Eric, you hit the nail on the head, man. You know, there's just so many different ways to be a leader and it all starts with finding your why and writing your mission statement, I think is so overlooked, so overlooked. Um, so my last of the three things, I kind of mushed two into two things. Um, my podcast, I can do what I want. Shout out to everyone who messages me after and telling me I did more than three things. Um, but tell me about the power of storytelling, the power of stories. Well, I mean, look, it's built on storytelling. And, and if, you know, look, in our prehistory, everything was based on whether it be tribes of, of Neanderthals, tribes of Cro-Magnon, then all the way, all the way to Native Americans and, and Indo-Americans and European Vikings and, you know, and African cultures, on and on. I can go on forever about it. It was based on verbal storytelling. And then it translated into cave paintings, wall paintings, Tibet. Things that were built in our culture were based on storytelling. And it doesn't change now. Everything that we do is built on our ability to relate to others, our ability to express our culture to others. I can tell you, Casey, uh, when I started out as a coach, I didn't tell stories. You know, I didn't even understand the, the, the value of it. I didn't quite understand it. The interesting thing for me was in 2005 when I met Bill Parisi, and I met Martin, and I met John Cirillo. Uh, and what I found was, is, and it was the, the one-armed judo story. And if you don't know it, look it up. And maybe another time that we can all really sit down and do a podcast just strictly on storytelling. It moved me so much to know that what was perceived as a weakness could be turned into a strength. And it was all through a story that expressed that. And that's where this started. And I can tell you that I tell stories every single day. I tell stories to motivate. I tell stories to create impact. I tell stories. I'll tell you where the stories really affect me emotionally. I do a lot of fundraising. I do a lot of fundraising for abused children who've been suffer have suffered from shaken baby syndrome. And for kids who are dealing with pediatric cancer and their families. And the impact of a story to motivate those individuals, to give more to their community, to every person that walks into my performance center, that if they can walk out from a story and do one more thing into their community, I've done my job as a storyteller in, in our culture. And, and listen, Casey, I know we've been, we've been coaches together for a long time and we've told stories and the impact of stories and how they affect it. And when you call me and you talk about how storytelling has impacted your athletes. I've done my job. I've done my job to get others to do something more for others. And you know, it's really cool. In our advanced society, you and I are on our iPhones or iPads and computers. That verbal storytelling in a session will change the way your clients look at you, the way your students look at you. When kids come back and, and, and they say, hey, you know what? I told that story at the dinner table 
or I went to the lunchroom and I told my, my friends that story and everybody listened. Man, I tell Casey, like that, man, you, you, that question right there, that just, to me, encapsulated coaching. We're telling stories to make people believe in themselves. Wow. Um, so after people are done writing their mission statement, go back about three minutes and re-listen to everything Eric just said. Um, you know, it's funny. I, I remember the, the first time I ever heard you speak and, and how it impacted me. And it wasn't until probably I was, you know, a couple of years later, I was 26 and I was finishing up with a session of uh, lacrosse athletes. Um, and I call, I think it was like, took me about two years to fully quite frankly, get the balls to stand in front of a group of, you know, 15, 20 kids, 20 athletes. And like you're saying, everyone is so technologically proficient now. Um, but I think that like you're saying, makes it more, more impactful that when you do have a face-to-face -face conversation with a large group and you look each one of them in the eye and you tell them about belief and, and belief in themselves and whether the story is about getting you doing the right things when you need to, or whatever it might be, um, you know, it took me two years to really fully grasp how to do it, deliver it, get the balls to do it, but it's become a very routine part. And I think it's just like, it kind of goes into the, the, the second question I asked you, how can, um, uh, coaches take the steps to being a better leader or being a better storyteller? I think it really comes down to the first thing is just, you know, listening to people do it way better than you. And I feel like that's such an overlooked part of coaching development is, you know, spending time with people who, who are coaches and not just trainers and not just people who show up and try to work a nine to five, but people who show up and, and want to be around people 24 um, seven. So that was, that was an unreal answer, Eric. Unreal. Well, I, you know, Casey, I, I said, you know, I said early on, you know, I've learned a lot from you and the, you know, what's a wonderful thing is that the, if you surround yourself with coaches that bring a certain strength to the table that, that, you know, that you might not have necessarily, like, that's why, you know, I'm, I'm so blessed to be around coaches like yourself where I can learn so many new things, you know, about, you know, I learned so much from you about cueing and, and how you, you know, again, it doesn't matter how many years I've been coaching. I, I I'm so open to the idea of, you know, hearing where, uh, where others have so much, so much to give and so much, so much strength to give that it has made me clearly it's made me a better coach as a result of that. And I would say in the last 10 years, uh, maybe in the last six, I've learned more from my, my peers and my contemporaries than ever before in, in coaching. And, and if you go back to it is that if you, if you approach it like that, because you know, Casey, in our industry, the tough part of our industry is you've got a lot of people that are not open-minded. They're, they are the ones that will not change and they won't make exceptions and they become very narrow-minded about the way that they, they, they talk about what they've learned or they become very arrogant about what they've learned. Man, if I can give any advice to coaches who are listening to this podcast, guys, I mean, find people who are open to, to, to new types of training, to new types of styles. But here's the other thing. The, the, when we talked about culture, then that never changes. Our, our cultural expressions is a human experience. It's a psychological experience. If you tell stories, and they, you will impact your kids greater than the reps, the sets, everything like that. While those things are really clearly necessary in our industry, um, if you impact them, man, it, it, you're going to have kids. I, I've had it. 
I have people who are contemporaries of mine who I was only four years older than when I started coaching who still call me coach. And I tell them, you got to stop that. You got to call me Eric. And they were like, I can't, I just can't do it because of the impact that I, that, that, that I gave them. And the fact that some of them are coaching now and impacting their own kids' lives. Wow. Casey, I'm telling you no higher honor, none, none. Then somebody coming back to you, you know, when they're, I mean, I'm 50 years old and these kids are now 44 years old and they're all still calling me coach Eric. And it's shocking actually. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Mr. Mitchell, thank you so much for carving time out of your day. I really appreciate Absolutely. it. I know everyone who listens to this, I'm sure has enjoyed it just as much as me. And are, I'm ready to go run some laps or something. I'm fired up. I'm uh, ready I to love to. Let's go. I love doing these podcasts like at lunchtime because I, I get to go, you know, get on the floor for the afternoon and it just keeps me, it just keeps me energized, man. I'm like ready to go. Um, where can people find out more about you? Where yeah, do I sure. people? Um, so, uh, so I'm part of the Parisi Speed School Network in Downingtown. Um, they can certainly get in contact with me. Uh, my my uh, email address, I'm going to shoot that out. It's emitchell.parisispeedschool at gmail.com. And, I, and I'm going to throw out there um, that check out our training for warriors as well. That's in Downingtown as well. Uh, easiest way to get in contact me with me is definitely uh, you can you can email me and then we can certainly uh, sit down and talk. You can find me on Facebook. Uh, that's an easy way to get a hold of me. And uh, and then we go from there. I'm actually speaking uh, at the Juniata Strength Conference on this subject, coaching in June. So if you want to go to a great regional strength conference. Uh, Coach Doug Smith puts on an amazing program at Juniata, and I'm looking forward to speaking there. And, That's awesome. I'll yeah. make sure all that information is in the show notes, and I'll also get the Terrific. link for that Juniata um, yeah. strength clinic and get there and that in there as well. Um, Mr. Mitchell, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, for those of you that are you. listening, feel free to head over to www.coachcaseylee.com. There's also the written format of My Three Things, as well as links to all the older podcast episodes. If you're just tuning in, um, thank you so much for your time. I hope you enjoyed the other episodes as well. And Mr. Mitchell, I'm sure we will do this again. Oh, we will, Casey. Awesome. Thank you, Coach.